0: coca-cola mixed with vanilla shake the ultimate classic treat drinking a coke float at arby's will bring you right back to the good old days when you could get one for only a dollar like yesterday or today or even until this limited time offer is over the coke float new to arby's and now just one dollar arby's we have the meat and participating arby's for a limited time
1: And thank you for joining me tonight on Next on the Tee. I really appreciate you being here with me over the next hour or so. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and boy, do we have a wonderful show in store for you. My guest and my first guest tonight is going to be Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company CEO Scott White. And you guys know we've been partnering with Scott and the Ben Hogan brand for a while now. I really enjoyed watching how Scott has, you know, kind of led this company back from bankruptcy to where they are now in a, in a huge growth mode. They've got JJ Henry and Mark Brooks out there playing the clubs on tour. Their PTX Fort Worth and Edge Irons are all fantastic. I love the stability and feel of the PTX Irons that I've been playing. Their equalizer wedges are very popular, something I'm very excited about as well. So we're going to get an update on all their product developments, plus what the future holds for the brand when Scott joins me here in just a few minutes. Following him, I'm going to get a return visit from world-renowned golf course architect Reese Jones. Of all the courses that Reese has designed or renovated, tonight we're going to focus on the Bell Reef Country Club, and it's the site of this year's PGA Championship, which is coming up uh, just about two weeks from now. So that unique project for Reese is is one I really want to delve into because his father, Robert Trent Jones, was the original course designer back in 1960, and Reese was brought in to renovate the course in 2005. So we'll talk about that project, plus get his thoughts on, you know, the PGA Championship himself, right? You know, what type of player or skill set is going to be important to win on that golf course? Is it the left to right player, the right to left player, the guy that hits the ball high or the low trajectory player? Will the guys who hit the ball a long way off the tee have a big advantage there? So we'll talk about all of those things when Reese joins me a little bit later on in this half hour. So, a lot of great stories and insights coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the Tea. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you about our good friend Matthew Lawrence and his show, Backspin Golf, which airs Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. It's my regular Sunday, 8.03 a.m. T. Time. It's broadcast on WLXG ESPN Radio AM 1300 up in Lexington, Kentucky. But you can stream it live by going online to WLXG.com or do what I did, and that's download the WLXG app. Matthew is absolutely fantastic, and it's a great way to get your uh, Sunday mornings kick-started. His equally fantastic twin brother Mitchell also has a great golf show that marries golf and travel. It's called Talking Golf Getaways. Which you can find online at golfnewsnet.com or over on audio boom or pretty much anywhere you consume your podcast. He and his co-host, Darren Bunch, travel all over the world and let you know great places to play, stay, and even eat while you're there. Again, it's called Talking Golf Getaways and you can stream it on golfnewsnet.com or over on audio boom. And folks, as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our good friend, Steve Rondinero, about the great things they've got going on up there.
2: Play legendary golf at French Lick Resort, the only place in the country where you can play courses by two Hall of Fame designers on the same property. Our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses offer two very different challenges. Experience them both and save with our Hall of Fame package. Our two historic hotels are unique as well. Cap it off with a fun visit to the French Lick Casino. Check us out online at FrenchLick.com. Bring a group and save even more. Play legendary golf this season at French Lick Resort.
1: Yeah, folks, be sure to go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself what a wonderful place it is and to book your stay as well. I also want to give a shout-out to our friends at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. All Ben Hogan irons, wedges are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. No mass production, no shortcut. Now you can order custom-made irons, wedges, and hybrids at BenHoganGolf.com. They'll build the clubs to your specifications, and best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of forged irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, and accessories online at com. And folks, we're also proud to be partnering with Russ Holden and the wonderful folks over at Caddy for a Cure. One of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golf is available to you through Caddy for a Cure. Spend a day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy, it's a fantastic way to have the time of your life while supporting our wounded service members and Fanconi Anemia. You're going to get to walk side-by-side side with your tour player experiencing professional golf as an insider. In addition to the amazing experience you're going to have, you'll receive a fantastic gift package from Caddy for a Cure, including Under Armour logoed apparel and an eyewear package, a tour caddy bib suitable for autographs and framing, a tin cup ball marking gift, chef's cut real jerky, and professional photographs from your day. They've got spots open right now that you can bid on to Caddy for Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, and Justin Thomas. Go online to Caddy for a Cure, that's C-A-D-D-Y-F-O-R-A-C-U-R-E, caddyforacure.com, to learn more. All right, now back in making his fourth appearance with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is the CEO of Ben Hogan Golf, and that's Scott White. Let me remind you about Scott's background. Started his career in advertising in Boston, and one of his first clients was Spalding Sports Worldwide. Impressed them so much that they hired him away to be their product manager for Toplight and Strata Golf Balls. Later, he managed the Ben Hogan business when Spalding bought them late in the 1990s. Spalding dissolved in the early 2000s, and uh, the Ben Hogan brand plus the top flight brands were bought out by Callaway, and Scott moved over to Carlsbad, California to run their marketing efforts. In 2007, he moved over to TaylorMade and ran their iron and wedge business for a few years. He then transitioned to True Temper Sports, where he ran their sales and marketing efforts on the West Coast through 2014. After nearly 30 years in the golf business, I decided to try something a little bit new. So in 2014 and 15, he worked for a high-end archery and hunting hunting company called Bowtech. But having realized his heart was really in golf, he returned to the Ben Hogan brand early in 2016. He has successfully navigated them through bankruptcy and helped bring them back to you know back to life and uh, into uh, uh, into a wonderful growth spurt that they are experiencing right now. The brand is back on tour, being played by J.J. Henry and Mark Brooks and. I am honored that he is uh, back with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey Scott, thanks for coming back on the show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me again, Chris. I didn't realize this was the fourth time around, but uh, I appreciate
1: it. Absolutely, I appreciate you being here. So, Scott, update us. How are things going with the brand? What What's the spring and summer look like so far?
0: You know, we're really uh, we're really excited. Uh, things are going. Uh According to plan, um, you know, we don't have any ambition to be the biggest golf equipment manufacturer in the world, but, um, we're right on target to, to meet our sales objectives and, and, uh, goals for the year, um, and then some, to be blunt and honest with you, um, we're excited about our new product launches and, uh, You know our factory direct business model seems to be resonating with golfers. I think people in general are, as we talked about, used to buying things online now and and that's translated to golf equipment. So um, again, we're really pleased and and really optimistic and excited
1: for the future. Scott, as you mentioned, you guys continue to introduce more and more things into the marketplace. This year you've got the Ben Hogan edge irons and the equalizer wedges. You've got the Fort Worth irons now with the blackheads. Talk about some of the things that uh you know, that you brought to the marketplace this year, how those things have been received and what you're hearing back as feedback.
2: Yeah, we've we've
0: uh, you know, we've been very methodical about the market the products that we bring to market. Of course everything has gotta live up to, you know, Mr. Hogan's standards and uh you know, we wanted to refresh the line. It hadn't been hadn't been any new product introductions in, in quite a number of years. So um we we started early in the year with the uh the Ben Hogan Edge irons which were you know I hate the word game improvement but more of a game enhancement iron for you know an improving player who who really wanted to play a forge club and and those were uh, extraordinarily well received. As a matter of fact, uh, so well received that, uh, we had some problems keeping them in inventory for a while. Um, and then we also introduced, as you mentioned earlier, a line of equalizer wedges. Again, you know, forged, uh, forged wedges. And, um, again, those were, uh, very, very well received. They're classical looking and, and play very well. And, uh, like the edge irons, we, we didn't do a great job of forecasting. That's, that's, we found that that's not our forte yet. So we ran out of inventory uh, on a few of the more popular SKUs, the 56 and the 58 degree lofts. But you know we've corrected those situations, and uh, and and we're you know we're doing really well. Um, our most recent introduction was the Fort Worth Black irons, as you mentioned, um, and those are a slight modification to the Fort Worth uh, 15 irons that were uh, in in our line up until just recently uh we've made some adjustments to the geometry uh, obviously the biggest change is the color we've we've gone to a matte uh, black finish um big change too is that we've gone away from the individual lofts on the clubs to the more traditional four through p um, and again um, you know things are we're, we're really uh, we've been really pleased and 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 proud quite honestly about how uh, how many people have tried them and then and then ultimately converted and bought them so uh, so it's uh, it's been a great spring and a fantastic summer thus far.
1: And and just to expand on that a little bit, Scott, with the with the new black heads, you know, and I and I love that idea because one of the things I hate is when you get glare off of your irons. Talk about the you know the decision to do that, and, and might we see that in in future renditions, whether it's of the P T X irons or future iron sets, will you start introducing the black as, along with the chrome and the and other designs?
0: I think so. You know, as I said, we do everything pretty slowly. We're not uh we're not the fastest movers in the world and a lot of that's by design. We want to test everything out, make sure it performs and 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 make sure that it's uh you know, whatever we introduce will uh be preferred by by the players that we're selling clubs to. And um uh, you know, JJ J. Henry and Mark Brooks were ultimately the ones that came to us with that idea to to modify, some, to tweak some of the designs on the Fort Worth 15 irons, uh, and some of the longer irons specifically were a little bit difficult to hit, or in, under certain situations, um, there were some modifications that they requested to the sole and, and bounce uh, uh, angles and things. But you know, when they they you know brought us some black irons that uh, they had been experimenting with, or had seen out on tour, and just said, you know, a lot of good players really really like this look. And not only is it as you said, it reduces glare, but it's aesthetically pleasing. Um, creates much better contrast, obviously, between a white ball and a, and a, and a dark head. So, yeah, I think that there will be more introductions from, from us with that finish. Um, you know, in addition to looking great, it's actually more durable than chrome, significantly more durable than chrome. So, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a win all the way around for, for the player and, and for us as
1: well. Scott, I want to remind our listeners because as we talk about the PTX irons, which I love and I've been playing, I enjoy those irons a lot. We talk about the Fort Worth irons here, and uh, we've mentioned the Edge irons. So, for for our listeners, compare and contrast. You know those three sets of irons. You know if I'm if I'm a mid handicapper, a high handicapper, or a low handicapper, are they designed in that in that prey? or how would I you know want to know since you know the model is to go on to uh, to Ben Hogan dot uh, com to order my clubs. How would I know which ones I should be really taking a look at?
0: Yeah, our, our product line is very simple. I don't think it's ever going to get any deeper or any broader. It's uh, it, it's very cut and dried. And and to to give you a quick overview of our iron line, we've got the the new Fort Worth Black, which is a single piece forging. It's um, I hesitate to use the word blade, but it is, it's the most bladish of, of all of our irons and really designed for the better player who wants to work the ball left or right and, uh, and, and really control their trajectories. So, you know, we've got a lot of players using that club. Um, most of them are sub five handicap, but, you know, I know people that are 10, 12 handicap players that use them as well, which, which, quite honestly kind of surprises me. But uh, that, that we consider, the Fort Worth Black, really our, our low single-digit handicap player club. Um, the the next club in the line is the PTX irons, as you mentioned. And that is a three-piece forging. Um, uh, it's actually kind of complicated how the head is put together. Uh, there's also some titanium and tungsten weights that vary by by individual club head. And there's a lot of technology packed into that club. And, you know, we've got, um, you know, a lot of players using those. And in, in fact, J.J. Henry uses them on tour more often than not. He just finds them, uh, you know, incredibly forgiving and uh, hit the kinds of shots that he wants to hit high-low and, and, and work the ball left and right. So, you know, those are his gamers more often than the Fort Worth Black, which, um, you know, we weren't expecting. But, hey, it's that, that works out great for him and, and for us as well. And then the newest club in the iron line is the is the Ben Hogan Edge Iron, which was really designed using a lot of the design premise of the original Edge back in 1988. Um, a lot of, it's forged, two-piece forging, um, a lot of per- perimeter weighting, both internally and externally, um, hollow head design with the foam fill, really, really easy to hit. But the big difference is that, you know, from, from other competitive clubs, you know, again, true to the Ben Hogan brand. This is a Forge club that that delivers incredible feel, uh, incredible feedback, and, and uh, just sounds great as well every time you strike the ball on the club face. So um, there's not a lot of magic here. I mean, just by going onto our website, people can pretty pretty easily self-select which iron is going to be best for, for him or her.
1: Okay, I just want to get a couple more details about the equalizer wedges. It's been something that I've been really excited about. And uh just to, as I've watched the videos about the head and the V-Soul technology that you guys use and, and just about all of your clubs, that makes it mm-hmm. very different from what we see in traditional sets. But talk a little bit about, you know, why it's going to be really good for us to get these equalizer wedges in our bags.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, they are, as I said earlier, very classical looking, Um, you know, very uh traditional club head shapes. um, Really fantastic graphics, which obviously doesn't have anything to do with how you hit the ball. But, you know, the V-Soul design is is incredibly versatile. Um, it's got, a you know, a, a more geometry and more details than I can explain here. But it, it really helps get the ball, the, the clubhead through the grass, um, no matter what your lie is on the golf course, whether you're in deep rough or whether you're in the middle of the fairway or, or in the bunker um the the ability to make solid contact is you know really something that most golfers uh, probably haven't experienced before with uh, with their current current wedges um and again these are forged feel great look great perform great um you know there's there's really not a lot of downside to them and we uh, we see incredible conversion as soon as we get them into people's hands especially you know people good players who've been using uh, some of the leading wedges uh, in, in, in the industry, uh, they quickly make the, the change over to equalizer wedges. So, um, again, that's, that's a, a real bright spot for us in our product line.
1: Now, Scott, as we talk about having J.J. Henry and Mark Brooks out there on tour and giving you guys some feedback and that sort of thing, but talk about why it's so important to have these guys represent the brand out on the PGA Tour and what it means for the growth of the brand as well.
0: Yeah, you know, JJ and Mark are, are unique individuals. They, they, um, they both live in Fort Worth, Texas. They're in the, uh, facility all the time. You know, probably given us more, uh, more of their opinions than, than we need, but they're, they're both, uh, fantastic guys. Um, obviously great players and really representative of what Mr. Hogan was all about. They're, they're very humble, um, and, and, and just class guys all the way around. You know, it's important for us to have some, uh, representation on the on the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour and potentially other tours as well as we move forward. Um, really, just to assure people that the clubs we're selling online are still the great, you know, clubs the Ben Hogan clubs that they're they've known and and been used to over the years. Um, you know, we have had quite honestly, we've just been inundated with inquiries from agents and other very very well known players um, asking about endorsement contracts, and if that's not possible because we don't want to attach, you know, huge endorsement contracts to the price of our golf clubs, you know, we've had a lot of players say, I'll just play them. I know they're going to give me a competitive advantage, uh, and and for me, it's just about winning. So I think uh, it's almost a certainty that you'll see more Ben Hogan irons and wedges and hybrids and potentially other products out on tour in 2019 and beyond.
1: And, Scott, to that point, as you mentioned, You know, are you guys reaching out to to younger players, whether they're on the web.com tour at the college level, maybe all the way down to the AJGA level? Because it seems like, you know, the, the Ben Hogan brand is something that the younger players could grow with throughout the course of their careers, and that would be something ingrained in them, you know, starting at whatever age at the AJGA level or even at the college level. But now you've got, you know, a player that is 13, 14, 18, 19, whatever playing the Ben Hogan brand and now it becomes a brand for life.
0: Yeah, you're right, Chris. Um, we, we, um, we have done that, but it hasn't really been a focus of our, of our strategy. Um, uh, you know, right now, um, we're just, as I said, and as you know, we we're just trying to get the company back up and running and make sure that our products are you know delivering on Mr. Hogan's vision and promise from, you know, when he started the company 65 years ago. But, uh, Informally, we've had, you know, a number of inquiries and we've reached out to a number of players that we know about and, and have some relationships with through employees or through JJ and Mark. Um, and, and it is a big education to, to make sure that you know, younger players know about Mr. Hogan's legacy, understand, you know, his commitment to quality and, and craftsmanship when it comes to products, and um that's something that we'll continue to to build upon in, in um you know the years to come. Um it is it is a big opportunity for us no doubt to to get younger players into our brand and you know, to have them grow with with it from, you know, cradle to grave. Um, and it, it, it's just something we haven't spent a lot of time and energy on yet, but we certainly will in the future.
1: Scott, as we talk about other new products, one of the things that I've noticed when I've watched your advertising videos and things out on YouTube, the golf balls being hit or stamped with the Ben Hogan brand. Are we getting closer to having Ben Hogan back in the golf ball business? <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a distinct possibility. Uh, we have uh, developed a number of designs, and uh, you know, worked with a, a, a few OEMs, and you know, we're, we're certainly looking at all different categories of products. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. As as with any new product, we're not going to bring it out unless it is, you know. True to the Ben Hogan brand, and something we think Mr. Hogan would be proud of, and I don't think we're there yet, as a matter of fact, I know we're not there yet, but uh I anticipate being in the golf ball business at some point in the in the in the future. I just don't have a specific timetable for you.
1: It's the same true? I know last time we talked briefly about uh, the brand potentially getting back into the metal wood business with drivers, fairway metals, that sort of thing. Are you guys still considering that for something that might happen down the road as well?
0: Uh, Yeah, very much so. Uh, As a matter of fact, I can tell you we are much closer to entering into those categories than than we are in golf ball. Um, Doing a lot of testing right now and... um, you know, we think we have something that is uh, about 99% of the way there, and uh, when we get it to 100 or 110%, we'll we'll bring uh, fairway woods out and and a driver and you know potentially a putter. But again, we we don't want to um, we want to be you know pretty calculated in how we bring products to market. You know, we we want to make sure that they're representative of of again mr hogan's vision um that they're not me too products that there's a place for them in the marketplace um and quite honestly that we can offer them at a a, you know a very very competitive price through benhogangolf.com we don't want to you know we're not going to um you know we're not going to ever tap retail markup onto our products and and uh you know we want people to be able to afford the game and and buy quality golf equipment at that uh Significantly reduced price versus a pro shop or a uh, or a golf retailer.
1: And Scott, you know we're very proud of partnering with with you and and the Ben Hogan brand and and uh, you guys have a, also a line of accessories including things like hats and towels and umbrellas and travel gear that are that are all outstanding and it's a, it's a privilege for us to. You know, to go out there on, on your site, again, com and, and get those sorts of items so that we're out there representing the brand. But talk about all of the accessories that you have and maybe some other things you're looking at.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's sort of an ancillary business for us. But we, we got into it just because we had so many players that said, hey, I want to represent this brand. You know, it's part of my... Life and, um, and, and, you know, we, we didn't have, a, uh, accessories that, uh, you know, people could, could wear either on the course or, or off the course, um, or use in their game. So, you know, we've, we've, again, true to our nature, introduced a very short, small line of accessories, all very, very high quality. Um, and we've been kind of surprised by, by how many we've sold and and how often we get inquiries for, you know, new items and new styles. And, um, you know, I recently had an experience where I was in in Boston at Fenway Park and it was, you know, just tickled to death to see two guys walking around the the, the park with Ben Hogan caps on. So um, again, it's a lifestyle thing. And, and, uh, you know, it helps us from a marketing perspective to see, to see the brand off the course. So we'll continue to, to work that business and, and introduce more and more high quality uh, styles and things that people can use on and around the golf course, but again, we're we're an equipment company first and foremost, and uh, and that's where we'll put most of our of our efforts.
1: You got just a couple more before we let you go, and and to that point you just made about the brand and and you know I'm sure it's a huge part. Of Fort Worth, Texas, the state of Texas, and just a, a lot of uh, you know guys that have been around as long as I have, uh, from a nostalgic perspective and the respect that we had for Mister Hogan himself. Talk about when 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 you are you know talking to people when you're out and about, you know their stories that they tell you or how important the brand was to them throughout the course of their golfing lives.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Uh It's it's like nothing else I've ever really experienced in my life or I can't imagine that there are other brands that people have this emotional attachment to and and, and quite honestly an emotional attachment to an individual. Um, We're constantly uh, mailed stuff and and, uh, people email us all the time with stories about their interactions with Mr. Hogan or Mrs. Hogan for that matter as well. Um, You know, our, our inbox and inevitably at least once a week we get a a, a package from a gentleman or a, or a woman whose husband had an old set of apex irons or radial irons and they wanted to you know turn them back into the company knowing that we would take care of them and um so we're we're turning into a little bit of a of a museum for historical ben hogan uh golf equipment but um it's great i mean it's something that that fascinates us every day and um you know we're, we're doing every, everything we can to keep Mr. Hogan's history and and legacy alive, and and uh, you know we don't know everything, so it's great to hear all of these other stories and experiences that people around the globe have. Uh, it's it's really it makes makes the job even more fun than it is, than it is on a daily basis.
1: And speaking of Mr. Hogan's legacy, tomorrow is going to be the 21st anniversary. Of his passing, and I was curious to get that from you—the legacy. What what legacy from Mister Hogan, you know, kind of lives today in the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company that you guys try to remember and make sure that you carry forward?
0: Well, I mean, there's a number of them, and 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 I think we may have talked about this in the past. I mean, I'm reminded them of reminded of. Of you know his his uh, legacy every day by a number of employees that we still have that that worked with him uh, personally in in you know the 60s and 70s um, you know he's just just a perfectionist and and you know everybody knows the stories or has heard bits and pieces of the stories but you know he was about creating you know everything he did whether it was on the course or in business was was just about being the best and you know everything we do we try to do in a, in the best possible way in a way that would make him proud um you know we we feel like he's in the building with us there's a lot of photographs and books and images of him and obviously a lot of his old historical equipment lying around and and we're very very cognizant cognizant of the fact that you know, Mr. Hogan's signature is on every product that goes out the door. It's not Scott White's signature or anybody else's signature, and and so we have to we have to live up to that. It's uh, something that, you know we take very seriously, and um, you know, again, we we just try to live the standards that um, are exceptional and and uh, exceptional like Mr. Hogan was.
1: Scott, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with everything that you guys are doing at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company, whether that's going onto your website, going onto YouTube, or other outlets for social media.
0: Yeah, the easiest thing to do is to go onto our website and poke around and, and, and you know, see the new products. You know, the website is our, BenHoganGolf.com is our lifeblood, and, and uh, we don't sell anything unless we keep it uh, best in class. So we're constantly updating it with new Information and new videos, new product information, but certainly, uh, while you're on there, I would encourage people to sign up for our newsletter, uh, and our email list. Um, we, we, uh, we, we try to be, um, respectful of, of people's inboxes and not, not clutter them up, but when we think we have something to say or we have a promotion or, you know, some new product, we, we certainly want to get it out to people who are following us. So, um, I'd say first and foremost, the website, and then for people who are probably a little more technologically astute than I am uh spend time on our Facebook page and twitter and uh Instagram, we've got all those things going on, and quite honestly i'm 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 not uh, savvy enough to keep up with with some of those things.
1: <laughs> well Scott Thank you so much For taking time Out of your night To come back And be a part of the show It's always so much fun Getting to spend Time with you And hearing about The great things That you guys are doing At the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company It's fantastic stuff Continued success We love partnering With you guys And I hope you'll come back and, and update us And share more of your stories Again real soon
0: Anytime Chris Thanks again for having me And uh, we'll make it a, a plan to talk again uh, Before the Before the uh, Snow flies
1: <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks, Scott. Take care. All the best to you and your family.
0: Thank you. Good night.
1: Thanks, hey, Scott. Again, that is Scott White, the uh, CEO of the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. BenHoganGolf.com is the uh, is their website. Great stuff on there. I love the PTX irons, folks. I'm telling you, those things are absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend them highly enough. Can't wait to get uh, some of the equalizer wedges, and if they get back in the golf ball business or the, the metal wood business, I'll be first online for those as well. All right, before I get to my next guest, Reese Jones, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors. First, I have to tell you how excited I am about the new weapon I have in my golf bag, and for the last few months, I've been playing the new M4 driver from TaylorMade Golf, and if you haven't tried their new twist face technology, you're missing out. I don't know about you, but I don't hit in the center of the face every single time. After studying hundreds of thousands of swings from pros and amateurs alike, TaylorMade designed their new drivers to help protect us from our mishits Let's give us straighter distance. So whether your miss is on the low heel or the high toe, Twist Face helps bring the ball back to center, keeping the distance that we want and finding the fairway more often. I'm hitting more fairways than I ever have. Their new drivers are the choice of some of the pretty good golfers you might recognize, guys like Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, John Rahm, and Justin Rose, just to name a few, and dominating the top 10 out on tour. So if you haven't tried Twist Face, go hit it and get fit. It's in the new M3 and M4 drivers and only from TaylorMade. And, folks, this segment of the show was sponsored by the PGA Tour Superstore.
2: This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show.
1: And now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Reese Jones. Let me remind you about Reese's background. He's from Montclair, New Jersey, and comes from undoubtedly the most talented golf design family ever. His father is legendary designer Robert Trent Jones, and both Reese and his brother Robert Trent Jones Jr. have done outstanding new course designs plus course renovation projects all over the world. Reese graduated from Yale, and his graduate studies were done at Harvard. In 1974, he founded his own design firm, Reese Jones, Inc., Reese has designed or redesigned over 225 golf courses, including remodeling seven U.S. Open sites, eight PGA Championship courses, five Ryder Cup courses, two Walker Cup venues, and a President's Cup site as well. Locally, he's redesigned Eastlake Golf Club, which is the site of the tour championship here in Atlanta, and it was also Bobby Jones' home course. You can also see his work at great courses like Torrey Pines, Cog Hill, Oakland Hills, Pinehurst number seven, to name only a few of those. And here are a few of the awards and things that he's been recognized for. He won the 2013 Donald Ross Award from the American Society of Golf Course Architects. He was inducted into the New Jersey Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame in 2012 and the Northern California Golf Association Hall of Fame in 2015. He was Golf World Magazine's 1995 Golf Golf Architect of the Year, and given the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America's Old Tom Morris Award in 2004, and I am deeply honored. He is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Good evening, Reese. Thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks a lot, Chris. So, Reese, I wanted to start out by getting your thoughts on the Open Championship. Curious to get what you thought about how the golf course played, and then, of course, Francesco Mavinari's win.
3: Well, um, it was very interesting. It was dried out, so the ball went uh extremely long distances um but i you know it was set up like a normal uh open uh championship uh you had your first cut of uh of rough and then you had your higher rough and because it was so dry uh even if they got into the higher rough, they could basically forward the ball out of there, which really gave them an opportunity to save some strokes for the same token. Put the spin off the ball. So, uh, and, and it wasn't, it's not a site that has a whole lot of topography. So, if they missed the greens, they had some fairly makeable, uh, recovery shots. Uh, and I think the reason Molinari won it is that he just played every hole, at it one at a time, uh, didn't try to make up ground, uh, and then people fell by the wayside, and, uh, he was left standing because he never made a bogey.
1: And, Reese, as we look forward to the PGA Championship, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks at Bell Reef Country Club in St. Louis, your father originally designed that course, which opened back on Memorial Day in 1960, becoming the youngest course to host a U.S. Open in 1965, a tournament that Gary Player won. And you come in in 2005, and you renovated and remodeled the golf course. Talk about the work that you did there, And, and was it odd coming in redoing a course that your father originally designed?
3: Well, not really, because I completely redid the Atlanta Athletic Club, um, Congressional, um, redid Oakland Hills, uh, uh, redid uh, Duke and Golden Horseshoe, a lot of my father's courses. So I would say I was probably the most experienced person uh, to be chosen to redo Bell Reeve um, and really bring it uh, into today, today's game since the game has changed so much. Um, so uh, I kept a lot of Dad's character, but basically rebuilt the whole golf course.
1: And I read that you redesigned the greens, and when you did, they shrunk on average by about a 1,000 square feet. Talk about the decision to make the greens that much smaller.
3: Well, back when my dad designed it uh, originally, um, you know, how many years ago, in the 60s, uh, it, uh, he was very worried about, uh, the fact that, um, uh, the, he had to lengthen the golf course and so people were hitting two irons in and three irons into these holes. So he built the greens, uh, as a fairly large size because these long shots were coming in and there wasn't much of a trajectory. Uh, today's game is a lot different. So, uh, the long holes that he had then really don't play as long with today's equipment today. So, uh, we shrunk the greens by a thousand square feet and then really built, uh, transitions into the greens, which really made it very important that you hit the right section of the green in order to have a birdie putt. And if you hit pretty far away from, uh, the pin, you really had to work hard to get it close to the hole to make par. Uh, so we really brought it into today's standard by doing that.
1: And Reese, as we, as we talk about the PGA championship and look at, you know, which players are going to be successful and what type of test of golf you know, this course is going to present to them. What skill set do you think is going to be very important for someone to have in order to be holding the Wanamaker Trophy come late Sunday evening?
3: Well, uh, I was at Bell with Terry Haig about a month ago, and uh, he's done a wonderful job setting it up uh, with Carlos Urrea and the superintendent and uh, Mike Tucker, the pro. And uh, I think that uh, you're going to see a conventional setup. You're going to see fairways in, in the 20. 20- six, 28-yard wide, or you going to have an intermediate cut, which is an inch and a half, and then you're going to have a, a rough of about three inches. And we've taken out a lot of trees, so there's a pretty good rough inside the tree line, and uh, you're going to have to manufacture some shots. So it's really going to be uh, accuracy um, as much as distance uh, for this championship, because the golf course is 7,400 yards, and it's a par 70.
1: So, Reese, what, what type of player do you think the course is going to favor? Is, is it going to be the left-to-right player? Is it going to be the right-to-left player? Is it going be, to be the guy that can hit the ball high and land it soft? Is it a more lower-trajectory ball flight that will be successful? What characteristic do you think is going to be most important in order to score well there?
3: Well, I don't, I don't think we worry. Now that the, the woods are metal, we don't worry about left-to-right, right-to-left as much because all they do is hit as hard as they can because they're capable of doing that with the construction of the ball and the construction of the clubs, uh, So I think we're really going to see somebody like Jordan Spieth, uh, somebody that can really keep it in play. Um, I think, you know, Justin Thomas, uh, you're not going to see someone like Phil Mickelson who sprays the ball. And everybody in the world in St. Louis is hoping that Tiger does well there. And I think uh, the great thing for the PGA Championship coming up is Tiger is getting his game back, and I think he's got a good chance of winning there.
1: So, to that end, is are, are the guys that can hit the ball a long way off the tee, are they going to have a distinct advantage over the rest of the field, or is the course setup going to favor, you know, like you say, is it more on accuracy and less on distance?
3: Well, the course has an ebb and flow. It's not, I mean, at Aaron Hills, I think you had uh, five par fours or over 500 yards, so... Brooks Kepka who hits it a long way, really had an advantage, and so did Dustin Johnson. And uh, and I, But then you go to the British Open, where uh, everybody was hitting it a long distance off the tee because the fairway was, were basically baked out. So the normal long hitters didn't have an advantage because they can actually, when they miss it, they're going to hit it into the high rough a little bit more. Here, I think uh, you're really going to find a mixture. I don't think the length is going to be the factor. I think... Uh, the recovery game is going to be important. Um, it's going to be very important to work these transitions when you recover uh, from around the green. They're going to have some of the longest bunker shots uh, from the from the greenside bunkers to a pin if it's on the far end uh, than they've seen in a long time. So I think the bunker game is going to be very, very important. Uh, and I don't. I think it's the short game rather than the distance that's going to be a factor.
1: And Reese, do do players come seek you out, you know, as they prepare for a major tournament that is going to be played on one of your golf courses? Do they come to you and want to talk strategy or layout and feel and you know how the golf course plays. Are, are they looking to tap into your brain?
3: Well, I'd love to tell you they do, but they they really don't. They, I think they read the articles and they listen to the radio shows and. And, uh, some of the blogs and like Golf Magazine has just done a, uh, a, uh, video for them. But I think they listen to that stuff. Um, but they all play a different game and, um, they don't really learn anything by playing the golf course two months before the event because the green speeds are different than they are for the championship. So, and they go from week to week and sometimes they try to convince themselves that it's just another tournament, but it really isn't. It's a, it's a major championship. And it's really a factor, major important factor in their career to win a major like the PGA.
1: And Reese, I had the uh, the privilege of having Bill Bergen on the show with me a couple of weeks ago. Bill's become a wonderful friend of the show, and I know you guys have collaborated in the past. I believe there's a project that you're currently working on together. Talk about what it's like uh, collaborating with Bill on a golf course redesign.
3: Well, Bill, as you know, was a very good player. He played on the tour. Um, he's a great human being um and uh we're at Mclemore, this project uh, near chattanooga which is in the mountains of uh, georgia uh we were there together last week and basically we're on the same page we uh we have the same philosophy and design the same ideas uh, the same experience uh he has a phenomenal experience uh as a former professional golfer i mean he was in the final, he was in the foursome, or the twosome with uh, Nick Fowler with St. Andrews years ago. So he was a pretty accomplished player, and I think our collaboration is the second one is very valuable for the client because um, I look back on a lot of my experience uh, from all the years I've been in the business, and I think uh, he has a great experience uh, in design as well as being a very accomplished golf professional.
1: And Reese, you've you mentioned some of the other golf courses that uh, that you've worked on, whether that was with your father or just on your own, and uh, I know over the years you've been nicknamed the Open Doctor. Talk about where that came from. When did that get started?
3: Well, my father was the original Open Doctor because he was redoing um, a lot of the Open courses, and then uh, when I got to the Country Club at Brookline, which can host another Open in, I think, 2022, uh, then I did... Uh, Piners number no. two, and I did Hazeltine, and they did ball Roll, and then George Pepper of Golf Magazine dressed me up as a, as a surgeon, uh, for the cover of Golf Magazine, and so, uh, I sort of, uh, became the open doctor and succeeded my father with that mantle. So, um I guess that's way back, uh, about 25 years ago.
1: And, Reese, as, as you mentioned a moment ago, the distance, the golf ball flies nowadays. You know, we we continue to see it go further and further. We're, not, we're no longer stunned if a guy goes up and hits a drive over 400 yards. So a, as a golf course designer, knowing what that means, you know, for newer courses, when you're on a new project, you know, you need more land, which means more water and more maintenance, and ultimately sort of making everything more expensive in a game that already – Is expensive to play. Do you cringe when you see, you know, guys up there cranking it? You know, we saw, you know, Ricky Fowler hit one over 450 yards. We've seen Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy do that, Justin Thomas as well. Does does it hurt knowing, you know, what what that's going to mean for golf courses and the lengths that we're going to need to go to if a golf course ever wants to host a major championship?
3: Well, it really doesn't bother me at all because the average golfer is really benefiting by the improved equipment, and I think that's what makes the game is the average golfer. And these guys are so accomplished. And uh, when you see these distances, it's basically a lot of the conditions as well as the equipment. You're not going to see the ball go as far at Belle Reef because the fairways are zoysia, much like the fairways we put in at Eastlake for the Tour Championship. And uh, you, you, the ball just will not go as far on the zoysia. As it does uh, on the fescue grass of, of the British Open, or the the Poanya and the fescue in the at, at Shinnecock Hills. So uh, I, you're you're going to see some longer shots in the greens. But what this really does is it really makes the the golf club design some two of their par fives and convert them into par fours, as we've done at East Lake, as we did at Atlanta Athletic Club, uh, as we've done at Congressional, and then you make it a par 70, and then you take two of the par fives and make them Four, five hundred twenty, five hundred thirty-yard par uh, fours, uh, which really kind of makes them uh, a driver and five iron, six iron, seven uh, iron. What I think what bothers a lot of people is these holes that um, you know they have a five hundred eighty or five hundred seventy-yard uh, par five, and they're hitting it with a mid, mid to short iron, and I think that's what bothers people. Henry,
1: the USGA has come under a lot of fire for, you know, setting up and maintaining some of the courses over the last few U.S. Opens. I'm curious as a, as a golf course designer, get your thoughts. What, what are they not taking into consideration? Or what do you think they need to do differently going forward with some of the U.S. Open whole setups or the, the way the course is set up? So we, you know, we let the golf be the main story and not issues with the, with the USGA itself.
3: Well, I'm, I'm not in the camp that blames the USJ for what happened at Shinnecock Hills. I think to some degree, um, it had to do with the wind. It had to do with the fact that, uh, unlike Carnucci, the greens at Shinnecock, some of them are more perched. And so when the ball, uh, has a shaved collar, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna go fall down farther from the hole if you've got these closely mowed areas around the green. Uh, and I, so I think it really was the fact that, uh, some of the greens uh, that they had trouble with had some really kind of severe old-type contours, but they, they actually did very well with the seventh hole and I think the ninth hole by watering it a little bit more. Uh, so I, I really think the fact that the greens were elevated, and when they, when they missed uh, the, green, the part of the green that would hold the shot, then the ball went to a much more difficult uh, final destination, much like what happened to Tiger Woods. He went over the first green, which is not a – First hole's not a hard hole, but that was closely mowed all the way down to the road, uh, so the ball went all the way down to the road, and he made triple bogey, double bogey, mainly because uh, when he missed the green, the penalty was much more severe than if, if they had rough around it.
1: Hey Reese, just a couple of more before we let you go. Augusta National recently bought a parcel of land from Augusta Country Club, the land behind the 12th green, and the 13th tee in order to lengthen 13 a little bit. They they bought land to do the same at number five, to lengthen that hole. Curious, is that something that you might be a part of, helping them uh, redesign both of those holes or at least lengthen them?
3: Oh, no. I, uh, Tom Fazio has been working there for 30 years, uh, and they're very happy with him. Um, you know, it's very interesting. My father, with Bob Jones, when he was doing Peachtree in Atlanta, also went over and redid the hole at 13, he put the pond in at number 11, lengthened the 11th hole, uh, built the 16th hole, the par 3, kind of moved the uh, uh, sort of hole a different angle, put the pond in, made it a longer hole. And uh, he was worried about distance at that time. Uh, and then uh, when Ben Hogan played, uh am you were talking to the Ben Hogan guys before I came on, when Ben Hogan played the 11th hole after he lengthened and put the pond in, and he put mounds in front of it. Ben Hogan said, I want you to know, if I if I hit the green, I mishit the shot. He wasn't even going to try it. He was going to bail out to the right. And then years later, Tiger Woods was hitting with a wedge. So they have to lengthen these holes now because of the equipment.
1: So, Reese, I know you mentioned the the project with Bill at Macklemore. What are some of the other projects you've got working?
3: Well, I'm... Uh, Playa Grande in the Dominican, I've got ten holes on the cliffs on the ocean. It's uh, a site like Pebble Beach. Um, it's an unbelievable piece of ground. It also, it's playable for the average golfer because there's alternate approaches. I just opened Danzante Bay in Loreto, Mexico, which has probably one of the best par threes in the world, the 17th hole. Um, I'm building a new course in the Catskills uh, for one of the new casino projects. Just opening a course in Alameda, California, uh, with 80% recycled materials, and uh, we're uh, re- we just you know we opened City Park last year in New Orleans, which uh, we worked with a tour on that one, uh, and doing a lot of remodeling jobs, re- redoing the Breakers Ocean Course right now, Shadowwood in uh, Naples area, um, a lot of remodeling projects around the country, so uh, the business is uh, actually picking up a lot. The game of golf, I think, is healthier these days. Uh, so I just think that uh, you're going to see young people getting into the game. And uh, the millennials may not play as much in their youth, but they're going to play uh, a little bit later when the kids stop going to soccer games and, and different uh, sports that they're playing. So I think the, like, it's a game of a lifetime. I play with my two grandkids a lot, and they love the game. And they've, they've got great swings, and uh, they're going to have them all their lives.
1: So Cerise, how can our listeners stay up to date with all the great things you're doing? Whether that's going online to your website or, or is there a way for them to follow you on social media as well?
3: No, I'm not really interested in social media. Um, so I, uh, I let some of my guys do that. Uh, I, I have enough problem with my inbox, uh, trying to answer <laughs> everybody. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm just not a social media buff, thank goodness
1: how how about your website how can we how can our listeners go check out your website and learn about the things that you're doing and the things that you
3: are doing com. so uh and then uh you know uh that, you know, that's how to get a hold of us and uh, the, the website's pretty interesting it's uh and, and we keep it up to date with all the, the activities um so uh, i think it's it's kind of a good read a lot of people compliment me on my website
1: well, Reese, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show with me again tonight. It's always a huge thrill to get to spend some time with you. I hope you'll come back again soon, share more of your stories and and the things that you're working on with us because you're fantastic.
3: Well, maybe we can during the Tour Championship closer to home, okay?
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to. Take care, okay. Reese. All the best to you and your family. We look forward to uh, that time of catching up with you later on in the golf season. Thanks, Chris. All right. Take care, Reese. That is the great Reese Jones, and it's always fantastic getting to spend some time with him. And uh, uh, I highly encourage you to go check out his website. He's right. It is really, really good. And uh, to do some research on the things that he has been a part of, again, designed or redesigned 225 golf courses around the world, and those include seven U.S. Open sites, eight PGA championship courses, including the one coming up in a couple of weeks, plus five Ryder Cup courses, two Walker Cup courses, and a President's Cup site as well. And like you said, he, he redesigned the Eastlake Golf Club here in Atlanta, the site of the Tour Championship, one of my favorite golf tournaments of the year. Look forward to being back out on that property uh, here later on this year. And like I said, hopefully we get to uh, to lead into that by having Reese back as uh, part of the show. All right, before we close up shop tonight, like we like to do every week, we want to remind you about our friend and PGA Tour pro, Jim Estes, and the great folks at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they continue to do.
2: The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country.
1: Yeah, folks, Jim and his team continue to do amazing things at the Salute Military Golf Association. To find out more information on how you can get involved, go online to smga.org. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. My sincere thanks again to Scott White and Reese Jones for joining me tonight. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page, Next on the T with Chris Mascaro on Facebook, and share your feedback. Plus, if you've got a question, for one of our future guests, which you can find our guest list out on t.net our website. Uh, but if you've got a question for one of them or someone who's been on the show before, please let me know. Just uh, put a comment on there and let us know what the question is and we'll be glad to get that question answered for you. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazeri and our announcer Joe Lajanusa. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio, and that show like this one is also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio and on Podbean as well. Can't thank our, our good friends over on Podbean enough for featuring both shows on their mobile app and in their NFL fan section and their golf section. We appreciate their support very much. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we're joined every week by five NFL legends who join us and come on and share their stories from their playing days, plus their insights into what's going on around the NFL today. Plus, we also highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. You can find that show online at ThursdayNightTailgate.com. And again, this show at NextOnTheTee.net. Folks, thanks again for choosing to listen to this show today. We really appreciate your support very much. Until next week, hit him straight, my friends.
2: You've been listening to Next on the D with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday. Just hear more stories about the game we love From people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf